I think in in this business of art art making, art um, exhibition making, um, there is very little awareness of the historical development of Māori art practice. That's a problem. Um, and the more that our um, um, uh, tamariki and mokopuna go through art training, um, and, you know, Māori mai, Pāgea mai, it doesn't matter. There is um, not enough awareness of the historic development of Māori art um, occurring, being offered, being expressed in a um, holistic way. Uh, and so that is a concern for me as a person who sees them come out the other end of art training. And why is that, Nahiraka? Is that because there's just not the expertise there? Um, well, maybe the the expertise is actually in our communities and we're looking in the wrong places. So, um, you you know, the, the education of um, hone and mere is not in universities. Hone and mere should be educated in another um, uh, environment that is... Um, complementary to to their the, the education and schooling they're seeking in um, those institutions. For instance, um, Wānanga are an obvious place to look to. But Wānanga, they end up replicating the same systems that we're trying not to? I don't know. It's not my experience. Um, there are some wonderful um, conversations uh, occurring in Te Wānanga o Aotearoa, for instance, that I know from first-hand experience um, through their master's program. Um, and, um, you know, so, um, you know, it, it could be a combination of looking in the wrong place um, for our, um, our scholarship, Māori scholarship. Um, but then you have to ask the question, are our tauira interested? Mm-hmm. Or is something else um, drawing them to other places? Because um, we don't have, you, we are called Farewananga, but there's not a lot of Wananga happening. And, um, you know, so how are we supposed to alert each other to these shifts that are occurring in Māori art practice and in Māori art if we don't talk to each other? And these, Mariah, these things are very simple, I know. But, um, you know, it, we, we have to reflect on these because. Um, we, if we are not clear, how, how, uh, how, what is the future going to look like if we're still kind of bumbling, bumbling along and not giving clear instruction? Um, uh, and we can only instruct for our time. And that's, you know, that's another um, thing that I hear from, from um, young people coming through is this um, you know, strange sort of apparition of um, you know, this thing that's called the past that we can just dip in and out of well actually no you do have to contribute and you do have to um, experience things a past is not a magical place that you um, can um, mine and take from without uh, giving um, thought to um, what you are leaving for the future as well so um, I think you know there's a there's a, a bit of development that could occur um, around just what is our thinking. How much do you think our physical isolation plays in all of that? Nothing to do with it. 
except we're in a pretty cold place at the bottom of the world, and we're Polynesian. We belong to um, a, a complete whakapapa of people, and our um, our physical location absolutely shapes how we are, but it's not who we are. Um, you know, we've forgotten how to how to um, um, think deeply. I believe, um, and um, whereas our, our Polynesian cousins in warmer places, um, uh, they do that um, and don't seem to have the same constraints as Māori do. And um, you know, we can attribute that to all sorts of things, but really, it's up to us. It's up to us as a collective of people um, to uh, invest in our thinking. Um, as our ancestors did, and so in our uh, in ancestral times, they did it through um, a range of things that included cult, uh, uh, creative expression. Um, you know, waiata, um, tauparapara, haka, um, and um, these are things that are very transferable today. Um, maybe we're a little bit lazy, perhaps, around this, and expect things to be provided to us rather than. Um, looking back to our ancestors' um, legacy, to the, to the legacy that that they um, worked to develop, um, we need to put in that same work and more. Maybe we don't have the signposts that used to be there, so we don't have the leadership. Well, that is that is a, a recurring argument, um, uh, but. The, Perhaps we're looking in the wrong places for that leadership. Um, you know, what, uh, what, what do we think that is? Maybe we need to investigate what is leadership, and not in a not in a um, you know an, an academic structural post-treaty settlement context, but in our um, the in our well-being. What is what is the state of our well-being? Is is um, uh, thinking people um, who might be concerned about the expressions of art that are, um, are being sent out into the world, um, the the um, types of um, um, storytelling that is occurring, uh, the relationships that we form, why do we not look to our uh, fellow iwitaketake as equals? Why do we assume a position of um, uh, importance over other iwi taketake. And these are things that I hear. I've been hearing more uh, resoundedly in the last 10 years, and it is scary. I tell you, it is not a good place to be in. Dangerous. Very, very dangerous, and especially when we start thinking it's true. Well, you know, it, we have a birthright. We call it something. We are tribal and from iwi to iwi that differs. But we are very proudful people, um, it, and, and there is good reason to be. Our experience, and it's not our experience per se, it's the experience of our ancestors' colonization from that, from that contact point. It's not our experience, it's our ancestors' experience. So we can only interpret that. We weren't there. And in the same way, my experience 
um, as a, a person in my profession, in this institution that I work for, in my community, the, the, the access that I have to artists, their thinking, elders, I am very privileged, but it's only my experience I can talk from. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. I didn't live my parents' experience, um, but I am um, I've inherited a lot of learning from that. So that's what I can talk about. So it is it behoves me to um, give my uh, descendants um, and uh, uh, my communities as much. Um, support and information I can give them. But they have to go away and do something constructive with it, not repeat what I've said. I expect any any um, intern I have to do their own thinking. And my goodness, they better do it well and pass it on to the next generation. So that's how I was taught. So this birthright thing um, is... What we have as Māori uh, people is our birthright, but it's not a badge that you wear and take off. You know, it's something that is um, you have to be committed to for life. And if I'm um, uh, have someone that wants to train with me, that is the, these are just basic benchmarks, I, I, um, standards I set, um, because the benchmarks already been set. It's pretty high. I'm never going to attain the benchmark that um, uh, my mentors set, but I'm going to go go for it to get somewhere near. So I think we approach birthright as something that we go and purchase. Um, and um, so, you know, I would like that to um, to be investigated as a basic, well, where do you think that birthright comes from? What are you doing with that birthright? Um, and uh, you know we we can't se- we we can't but we don't choose to separate. Um, uh, um, or maybe the problem is that we are separated, or that it has become birthright has become separated from uh, the everyday things in life. So from the time I wake up, um, I'm who I am, but I have to be very vigilant around how I um, express my uh, birthright to other people. It only needs one idea that you give to somebody to completely shift a whole generation of people's thinking. And so, you know, when, when um, for want of a better word, when we look to our leaders um, uh, who can often give very misleading um, or and opinions, um, they are entitled to their opinions and views, of course, but we must always be in the business of uplifting, speaking our truth, but doing it in a kind and uplifting way. So I tend to ask very, very simple questions about um, um, uh, who are who uh, ideas that um, artists are expressing. Um, uh, what do they mean? And how does this contribute to the to the um, well-being of people? And I'm I like to think I'm inclusive. So when I say people, that's Māori, my Baga, my Inia, my, and so on. If we cannot think for ourselves, then we have that means we have we accept the decisions that are made by other people, 
And I'm sorry, I do not accept them. I refuse to accept them. So what I can do is to help change the thinking. And it has to start with my own thinking. Mm. It always has to start with yourself. And um, and we have to value our worldview as whatever we think it is, however we think it is. If we don't have one, then we've decided that somebody else's worldview is our worldview. Now, that is not what I understand about what our ancestors did. And so if if we're looking to our leadership and it's not there, then there are other sorts of leadership, and I'm talking about culturally aware leadership, that we should be looking to perhaps, rather than expecting that that leadership that's hierarchical or, um, um, you know, can only function if, if, if a, a legal entity tells us so. Then I'm, I don't I'm, I don't vote for that, um, and I don't think my ancestors would um, expect me to. But we do have to move forward, and we do have to encourage thinking. And I think it's a wonderful um, playground. It's it's very very uplifting at its basic level. It's uplifting because we have direct experience in our culture. We are the best people to talk about our culture. I am uh, an expert in what I know and where I come from. I've lived it. I've trained in a Western um, schooling system, and I have lived my Māori um, education. And I am very grateful um, for both. But um, the part that that is uplifting for me is that we have our own, own thought processes. And hello, we share them with other people like us. Wouldn't you want a relationship with people like yourself rather than um, only limiting yourself to combative relationships, um, which there's room for, but it's not the sum of who we are as people. Gosh, in my view, I had a very privileged upbringing on one road in, one road out, a river that was a playground, and um, people who loved me and um, a community that loved me, and still do. And um, the best I can do is honour those basic things about aroha ki te tangata, manaakitanga, um, uh, being in, in relationship with wairua. You know, these, these are not, um, uh, these are simple values. And in the 21st century, they are still simple values, but they will be the things that um, bring us back on the same plane um, of understanding who we are and how we can contribute. Māori have so much to contribute, but only to Māori. Um, it's not our job on the planet to tell how tell other iwi, taketake, how to be. We don't have the same lessons to offer. We, have, we share similar experiences, but the lessons are different, and we do approach them differently. But we have a lot to learn from other iwi taketake, and Aboriginal people are among that group. That um, you know, Coming back from that uh, uh, um, Indigenous art fair, I tell you, it made me weep, actually, Mariah, because looking at the art forms... 
um, uh, a particular community, that uh, uh, remote community um, that I was drawn to, their art forms, um, who what who are innovating. In my terms, they are innovating. If we want to talk about innovation in creative practice, I hands down look to um, to our, our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island um, iwi as people who are leading the field of innovative art practice. Not borrowing directly as we have tended to in the last, um, in, in the 20th century at least, um, borrowing our ancestral um, uh, art expressions and uh, remaking them. That is not innovation, that's using materials to say the same thing, but it's not our direct experience. What's an example of that? Ko Fai Fai. So a lot of what came um, out in contemporary art practice in the 20th century uh, by contemporary Māori um, artists, um, uh, they, there's a lot of um, drawing on Ko Fai Fai art practice. It's our painting practice. And I've just made an exhibition that looked at um, uh, what is Māori painting. So Ko Fai Fai painting is one of those, and um, uh, which ask, asks another question, what is innovative about Ko Fai Fai painting today in the 21st century? So who would be the artists that you're referring to in particular? There's a raft of um, uh, uh, artists from the 20th century, but Sandy Adset would have been the artist that led that charge with his, his um, approach to interpreting Ko Fai Fai painting from his lived experience mm. as an art educator and then an artist. And then he's um, taught generations of artists that have come out of that school and then uh, the practice of Ko Fai Fai painting. Because it's a living practice, we, we um, uh, go to this practice because we need them in our house building um, um, whakapapaya. And so, therefore, rafters are painted and so on and so forth. So, of course, it's um, something that we identify with strongly. But there's not been a lot of innovation in this practice. There's been a lot of copying of Ko Fai Fai and Marae. I mean, there's been a lot of artists. And a lot of artists um, uh, drawn to this painting practice. So an innovator in, um, in um, my terms is Kura Te Warurewiri who is playful with her innovation. So she's um, uh, layering core Fi-Fi patterns on top of each other, um, experimenting with colour. So this is something new. This is something that's not literally picking up a pattern of our rafters and placing them onto um, um, canvas and panels and um, plastic materials and light boxes and so on. So, you know, that's we're a bit slower, perhaps, you could put it in those terms, in understanding innovation. So the, uh, I'm contrasting this with my recent experience in Cairns of seeing a remote community um, uh, who had on display um, a um, um, heritage object, something that they still use, and it's for fire-making. So it's a solid piece of wood, and they rub sticks like we do, um, and um, to make fire. However, their solid um, wood that they use for fire making, they treat it as a um, as a wairua. 
and um, they paint it, and it's accorded, um, you know, it's it's artistic expression, mm. but it's something very um, uh, significant because without it, um, they uh, won't be able to make fire. It's simple, mm. and um, so they've innovated this form into a ceramic form, and um, they've given the ceramic um, extension of the fire-making form um, a physical form and um, painted it uh, in, in a very similar way to how they paint the fire-making object, but they've imbued it um, so that it becomes a spirit. But the weight of it? Yes. So, you know, I had I kept going back to this this um, display of these spirit forms. The women make them. It's a, a, um, a, a the artistic community is primarily women. And, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm asking myself, why am I drawn to this? You know, I look at the uh, original object that they're innovating from and then it becomes clear to me they've collectively made a decision, not an individual. This is not an individual decision. This is a collective decision to imbue, to give the contemporary um, artwork its own whakapapa separate from the um, the heritage object. So the heritage, heritage object can continue to have its life as that object. So they've devised and um, agreed on a way to extend the life of this whakaro into this form. To me, that's innovation that we have not, that we have yet to see in contemporary Māori art practice. That seems to me to be taking something up another level. Completely. Absolutely. Hands down. They're not mimicking. They're not replicating. They are actually giving it its own whakapapa to go out there and be whatever that that, uh, art form, new art form, is going to be. So they're not um, dragging the, you know, the the our legacy from our ancestors, and representing it um, decade after decade after century. So herein lies the rub, you see. So we've got our individual artists that we hold up as our, you know, um, our heroes, and uh, that they are. This is not to take away from that. But I'm asking, where is the innovation? When do we stop borrowing and um, not letting our ancestral objects get some um, downtime, if you like? And um, when are we going to give back to our our cultural expressions um, in a way that allows our practices to be that? Now, as a punter, if I was to see the same exhibition, I might, necess- I may not necessarily have the same experience that you did. Absolutely, but I'm telling you, in this case, you will, because the thing had wairua. Mm. It's clay, painted clay objects, but they had wairua. They had wairua, and I'm not saying that our um, kōwhaiwhai, uh, our carvings, our heitiki don't, but I mean. Don't you want to ask the question, 
why have we got plastic heitake out there when we have beautiful ponamu? I mean... And sometimes when I see an artwork and I think, I oh, this just looks like something I've just seen before around the corner. <laughs> yeah, so why why are we not thinking about that? Mm. Why not? Why don't we wānanga these very simple um, uh, problems that we have that we've created? Nobody else created them; we did. And um, and why know, aren't we? Why aren't we having those conversations? Fear. Um, well, you and I arrogance. You and I are having it. <laughs> Um, I think we've we've stopped um, we've we've somehow limited our ability to talk to each other, and we we make excuses for it because there's no reason why we can't um, because we've become too um, important perhaps um, uh, too you know too too much too much of everything and not enough of um, basic human relationships. So I think it's it's a good time to reflect. Actually, we're not Māori typically are not speaking for myself as well um, are not particularly good at reflecting, and I've had to be told that over and over again that um, re- reflection does not come naturally to a Māori. Isn't that interesting to you? Because when you stop and think about it, and um, you know we're, we've become very um, good at. Uh, um, competing with our ideas with each other rather than um, reflecting or taking the time to listen. Now, there's a concept. Do we listen? How well do we listen? Yeah, so, you know, I think we have to change the way we think. We can decide that. We can change our mind. There is no reason in the world, no one is stopping us from changing our mind and having conversations with each other. Um, because goodness knows we need to, we need to talk to each other more and not go running around the planet speaking on the royal we as Maori people and um, and uh, uh, even the idea of that to me is a very exciting proposition. Um, our values are in a um, as I see them being expressed in contemporary art um, uh, com- almost completely. Um, erased, uh, we can't even talk about what those values are and what our um, practices and principles are around art making. Um, and, and having said that, I think that, you know, um, Bob Yonke down at um, Massey, um, uh, um, you know, is on the right side of um, wanting to correct that. But, you know, if there's no continuity of discussion, then um, you know it falls back into no more conversation, and so you know we somebody has to start, and um, uh, and I think it's gone way past the time to start. You know, we're, there's a whole generation of people who have no idea what the Māori was, and um, so we we have to keep informing um, uh, our. Uh, descendants of um, the exciting things about who we are and not get whakahihi about things and um, leave a legacy that is actually make that actually makes sense and not a um, you know hodgepodge together one of oh someone's doing something in Berlin this week 
oh, now we're in New York doing something. You know, what the heck is happening in Auckland? What's happening in Wellington? What's happening in Christchurch? What's happening in Taniatua? What's happening in Taniatua? You know, we, why are we leaving um, thinking to other people? Don't we care? I mean, we, 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 we're great about talking about our manaakitanga um, and whanaungitanga, but really, how, do, how is that expressed? Where is it expressed? 